following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, we try a new intro. Hey, I'm back with my guys. It's Jarka, it's Gallardo, it's Dougie, it's Alex, <coughs> and I'm Brian. We are without our buddy Nate and without our buddy Matt. Uh, Matt's actually going to take a small hiatus as he does that thing of graduating from college. So go, Matt, go school, rah, rah, and uh, we'll keep your seat warm for you or cold, whatever you prefer. And uh, when you come back, we'll just drop right back in. Uh, how's everyone doing? Let's go around. Doug, what's going on, man? Nothing. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Got yeah, a new no setup, complaints. I see. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get this figured out. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, Mike rejoins the show. And uh, we, we actually picked a Mike friendly date just so you would make it. And that caused Nate not to be here. How's it make you feel? You know, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to a music festival uh, next week, so you guys could fuck off with next Tuesday's date. <laughs> what what concert is this? What show? Uh, what? Uh, Louder than life in Louisville. Okay. Don't call I it Louisville when you're there. Lu- sorry, I got to get a sound like you got a butt- mouthful of marble. Louisville. 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 There you go. Louis. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> It's it's old down there. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jarka, what's going on, my friend? How are we doing today? Doing pretty good. Not too much going on here. Just, you know, same old, same old. Same old, same old. That's okay. It's fun. Yeah. You know how to roll with the punches when the punches don't change. That's how I look. <laughs> Alex is uh, back in the cave with me. Yeah, and I'm happy because the Bills are 1-0. Bills are 1-0. Hell yeah. Go Bills. Yeah. Doug, what's that do for you? You feel one way or another about that? No, the past few years I've been getting back into it. Okay, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit, admit that I'm a bit of a bandwagoner, but <laughs> you know, you're welcome aboard. It's not no. a problem. <laughs> uh, today's episode, um, we don't have any big, big discussion topics that we wanted to get into like last week uh but mr jarka did bring up something fun that's uh worth getting into uh what's your suggestion for topic today what what's your entrance song whether you're coming out for you know a boxing match a wrestling match or just coming in whatever you want to come into the room for you know we you're going to walk out on stage to or like like Metallica comes out to uh, XC Gold, you know what's your what's your entrance song? Yeah, I think that's an excellent suggestion. Uh, so let's go with yours first. What would be your entrance music? It is uh, it's a song called 
squash that fly by the band Fu Manchu. Oh, and oh, uh, love it. yeah, it's uh, you know, it, lyrics. It's just it's about squashing a fly. It has nothing really to do lyrically, like, like what I would be coming in, you know, be an exterminator or something. Um, but it just it just uh, just how the the first couple seconds, like not even full minute ago, it's na 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 na, and then it just kind of builds up a little bit, na 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 na, and then bam, it hits. And it takes me I know, a couple seconds and it does the trick and it's just, you know, it's, you know, that, that desert stoner metal and, uh, gets you out there, gets everybody, gets you pumped, gets everybody else pumped. Nice and simple. Sounds good to me. I'll have to check it out. Uh, what about you, Gallardo? You got one? Uh, I'd have to, if I had to pick, it'd be, uh, the underground in America by Pantera no reason in particular other than it's uh in my opinion one of the most badass riffs ever written let's see that's where my mind goes to like it just gets me going yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm with you on that pick especially just the the idea behind it just i want to i don't care about lyrical content in this moment just give me something that's gonna make me want to bust through a wall exactly uh alex so a song that's going to make me bust through a wall is by a band called Electric Cowboy, uh, Crystals. It has a quick buildup, quick drop, and you're busting through the door. I don't know for a lot of If you would like to try and play it, I have no reason to say no. Let's see how it works. Hmm. That seems like a great wrestling entrance music. I might might fuck my wall up right next to me. (laughs) That's a good choice. Walking out a speedo to that. Oh man. (laughs) Banana hammock. (laughs) Uh Doug, what what are you coming out to? Fuck man. Oh, way to open the door for him, Brian. Come on out, Doug. (laughs) All right. I don't know, man. I, this just popped in my head first, so I'm just going to say it. And I'm going to kind of steal. I'm going to kind of steal a song from a radio show. You guys uh, familiar with the Bennington show? Ron and Fez? No? Okay. Mm. Well, this dude, uh, Ron Bennington, and he used to have this radio show, Ron and Fez. It was on after Opie and Anthony years ago and all that shit. It's a band called LCD Sound System, and the song is North American Scum. <laughs> Dude, whenever that came out, I was like, oh, that's a cool little tune, man. I just loved it. So that's mine. New American Scum? North American. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> North American. I'm looking this up right now. It's like American <laughs> Idiot before American Idiot. Okay. I have the song. Will let me play it. It will. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Any second now. Just look. Is this what? it? No. There's no way that's. Oh, this is North American <laughs> scum, my friend. Interesting, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's Brian's ringtone. My, my wall here is safe. What? What is this? Brian's sound? ringtone. What is this? What is this band again? LCD sound system. That's what it was. 
Oh my god. It must gosh. be a certain spot in the song he's thinking of. No, no, no. Um then maybe that was a remix. Hold on. Maybe. There it is. <laughs> it reminds me of Biodome and Mega Man. <laughs> it sounds so German. <laughs> oh, I can totally hear this in like a an action flick where the dude's like you know, oh. being chased by the cops, you know what I mean? I've heard that before. I like that. Um, these will be these will be all good to put on that Spotify playlist. That we're yeah, starting. there you go. So, so that's not necessarily a that's what wrestling or like if you were a closer as a pitcher, you're not coming you know off what? the bat, are you? Oh, I, I wouldn't mind that plane when I walked into the bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about no wrestling, you know. I <laughs> or if you walk walk up to bat. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh his walk up song. His walk up yeah. song. All right. Uh, I'm I'll gonna... never wash my uniform, and I'll just be some dirty pitcher. <laughs> some dirty pitcher. <laughs> the best dirty pitcher ever. If I was gonna come out. As a closer, I was thinking of this as a closer. Maybe not unless as a wrestler. Maybe. I don't know. Narco. No. No. What? <laughs> Did say Narco? The band that no. came to mind immediately was Despise Icon, and the song Ooh. is MVP. Uh, walking out as a closer, trying to keep you without running, like you're like to jog out con- like confidently while that's just going bananas behind you. It doesn't work right, but I love it. No, like Too much? Speak, speaking of closers, um, you know who Timmy Trumpet is? Mm-mm. So he has either way. I'm gonna go into it. He's got a song called Narco, and Edwin Diaz of the Mets uses it to come to the mound. And if you haven't seen it, look it up. You got to watch it. You can't just listen to the audio because it makes everything. Nothing amps a crowd up better than that song that I've seen. So, but is isn't there a controversy about like whether you know they're playing better with it or without it or something? It, it's always gonna look like that, I'm sure. Um, no, Jerry Seinfeld said yeah. that's why the Mets went on a losing streak because they had him come play the trumpet during a game. <laughs> and they're like, oh, come on. You know, and ever since he came out, we went on this freaking losing streak. Well, it started with winning that game first. And then the next game, I think they lost. The next game is always the one that counts, Alex. Yeah. Well, I think I can picture the dude in the stand playing the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was right on the, he was on field level. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, I didn't pick that one. No, but it is it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. He was uh, lip syncing the trumpet parts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, Doug. Well, Dougie's over there slurring his pauses. Good job. Good job. <laughs> um, here's one I'm going to just row out discussion topic let's see how quick we can think of stuff uh i thought of this in the kitchen maybe it's a little deeper than normal or maybe i should wait but i'm not going to take out one member of a band 
whatever oh. instrument or vocalist or whatever and put a different musician in that place. Is there any that stand out to you? There's one that I'll I'll throw out right away to get the ball rolling. So I'll take out Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. And I said a different artist last time, but this time I'm going to go with Chris Cornell. So Temple of a Dog, but I'll let you better. I was just going to say that band already exists. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. For an album. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Interesting question. If we if we think it's too deep, we can we can we can kick it off. I get it. No, we can go deep. No, you you, you have to. We started it. No, but I that's think the thing with this podcast. I think we're, it's just gonna we're not take... getting paid. We don't have to be professional. <laughs> I <laughs> See, think it's I got more time than we think it will. It's not fair because it ended up being a thing. But I used to make a joke to my buddy Sean. Um, when we were listening to Rage Against the Machine, and I would sing along as if I was Be Real from Cypress Hill, <laughs> and I always thought it would be thought it was the funniest thing. Like so coming back around again, you know, like, <laughs> and then like that ended up being a thing. So I mean, I don't know if that's cheating, but no. profit, profits of rage. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. That's fine as a a permanent solution. You're saying. Oh, permanent solution. Take out Zach. Take out Zach De La Roca and put in Eminem. Don't do it. I think that 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 would work. That might be able to fight Dougie's wanting to throw him out. Eminem, because that would have changed everything. I don't know, man. It seems like I don't know. That's a that's a that's a damn tough freaking topic mm-hmm. topic because I mean, part of me wants to go take out nancy wilson of heart oh boy i'm going go. way back you guys right? no, it's fine. I like this. <laughs> but then i'll put someone modern and put amy lee in there so you have the original singer of heart right mm-hmm. uh and wilson who can sing her freaking ass off and then throw Amy Lee in there with her. Oh my God, that's a friggin' power duet. Power duet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting the duet breathe a bit. It seems like it needed to breathe a bit. It suffocated. Uh, Jarka, you got any ideas? Um, yes. I want to take Ken J from Static X out because I think uh, we used to joke around in high school. Me, and my drummer friends, is that uh, he was the one drummer that made uh, double bass drum suck sound like it sucked. So um, I'm going to throw him out, and I'm going to put in Frost from uh, the black metal band Satyricon, who had like one of like the fastest double bass drum parts like ever recorded with or without triggers i don't know it was happened at one of those drum uh like one of those drum festivals like uh expos right on alex did you say one i've been trying to think of one except well i could use this one there's a band out of japan called cold rain uh david masato is their lead singer he's not replacing somebody physically alive 
but he could revive Lincoln Park if they chose to pursue it. Hmm. And then the other thing that already happened, so I don't have to say it. Yep. Chad Gray back into Mudbane. I'm glad that's normal now. So, other than that, I have nothing like exponentially high, iconic, yeah. like they're trying to reach. Well, I'll take the low hanging fruit and uh, <laughs> let's take out the weakest member of Metallica and <laughs> <laughs> replace him with anyone that's any sort of actually imaginative at playing the drums. And I don't. Dude, you could put the drummer for ACDC in there. <laughs> Jay, Jay Weinberg. Let him have it. Jay, Jay, Max Weinberg's son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is even that the dude that plays though, for a Slipknot? Yep, you yeah. Slipknot right now. Um, no, who's the, drum, who's the drummer for uh, Slayer back in the day? Oh, Lombardo? Dave Lombardo, yeah. Dave Lombardo. So put there Dave Lombardo instead. I mean, go. you literally are taking it and reinventing like what Metallica would sound like but with just a different mind behind what he wants a band to sound like and what his kit would sound like like Metallica would sound 180 degrees different Mm. I think Lars's drums in Metallica songs are so perfect that Dave Lombardo would probably have played the exact same thing well okay I mean yeah, I mean, co- being collaborative and understanding what the moment needed, you're mm-hmm. probably right that there's are times. That, no, I'm yeah. not right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be fair that there would be moments in the album that that's why I was you can't over. you can't do too much else with it. You know what I mean? Without goofing up. Do you have your camera on? Look at my face when I say shit like that, Brian. Damn used to you! Your face. You're, you're looking record. down the whole time. You're not looking at. Well, the I mean, you know, I got this nine thousand inch computer right now, and I don't, and I got a project, as uh, Brian said. Yes, maybe I'll go like this and project. hold this thing. <laughs> Actually, that didn't sound bad. No, very bassy. Well, then I guess. Uh, no, no, don't. Welcome do. to ninety-seven rock. <laughs> welcome to ninety-seven rock. Yeah, I miss ninety-five on the nerve. Yeah. Hey, how familiar are you guys with Mashuga? Very, very. Yes. You know In certain what? Volumes. For some reason, yeah, funny. So, for some reason, I always think that I think they could do a little bit better with their singer. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> he just for the type of band they are and how good they are and technical and all that stuff. He seems a bit average to me. Not that I don't like him or anything like that, but it's like, hmm. You're definitely the winkest link in that band for sure. Yeah. But I still love them. I don't have a strong opinion one way or another on that. Um, But I do like the idea that maybe you're leaning more into their drive. What, what makes them them? Like I, you know me, I, they're the, they're basically the inventors of gent. So you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get me wanting to hear them with, different angles constantly i want to i want to hear them you know with all, all sorts of different directions okay dougie's down in a diaper today too it's not crafting and drafting you know yeah, it really sucks i should have got two of these damn things <laughs> four or four times no no uh you can't take the snowball mic to a liquor store doug just saying no that's the down 
that's the whatever you know what i mean you missed that last <laughs> time mike we went on an adventure with doug to a liquor store <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> right in the um, middle of the podcast my wife goes go to the liquor store and get some vodka so while we were doing the liquor or while we were doing the podcast i drove to the liquor store bought a bottle of vodka and came back the girl at the counter was looking at me i told her i put it on the pod i'm literally doing a podcast right now she went you're a dork not until (laughs) not until not until after he got back did he happen to mention that he just he goes this might be the first time ever in podcast history that one of the members went to a liquor store and back during the podcast (laughs) priorities man yeah um, yeah. You mentioned volumes. I love that. The weirdest thing ever happened the other day. I was at Tops. I forgot to pay for my milk and I felt bad. So I went back in and I told the lady, the customer service, that I forgot to pay for my milk. I bought two gallons. All right. It wasn't just one gallon. It was, it was like $8 worth were of you, milk. All right. Were you buying other stuff or? I did buy other stuff. I paid for that other stuff. But I did the self checkout, and I left uh, so you just forgot to scan one. I was trying to be like, yeah, man, right. I walked to the store once and forgot to buy something. I was no, a kid, no, no. so I didn't <laughs> pay for it. I felt bad. I went back to customer service. I told them what I did, and I was like, can you kindly have someone bring up a gallon of milk? That's right. I made someone go and get a new gallon just so we could scan it. I didn't bring it back in because I was lazy. Anyways, I'm doing the right thing. Don't look at me like that. I did the right thing. So I went back in, told her my deal. And then I'm um, standing there trying to just mind my own business, look at my phone, kill time. And all of a sudden, I just hear, I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, look over the cashier. Two girls, like, no older than, like, 20. And I look at the girl. I'm like, what are you listening to? And she goes, volumes. I'm like, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know how many customers could have been at the Tops customer service line and pulled, like, like oh, you listen to Something really metal. Nice. There's a kid. There's a stalker, stocking kid at uh, Wegmans over on McKinley. Who, uh, I couldn't tell what it was. He was a few aisles over for me, but all I hear is blast beats and deep growls. I'm like, what is that? Why do I hear that? That is the and, sound um, of my people. <laughs> I happened to walk by and his cart was empty and the guy, he wasn't there, but there's just a Bluetooth speaker sitting on it. I'm like, oh, I think I found him. It's a stock kid. How come I don't have a heavy metal grocery store near me? <laughs> That's unfair, man. <laughs> if you don't got somebody listening to heavy metal in the grocery store, that means it's got to be you. It, well, when you're at, you'd be the change at, you want to be. When you're working at ice, <laughs> when you're working at ice, Doug, you do have a uh, a jam band Seven Eleven down the street from you. Every time I go into that Seven Eleven, oh. I'm Main Street and Clarence down in the Hollow. That you walk in and there's always fish or something on going on their Bluetooth. And the cashier has bare feet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, smells like patchouli. My, he's not touching my food with his feet, so I'm all right with that. Hey, man, welcome to 7 Eleven. Tell us footage. <laughs> and she's selling oh. grilled cheese behind the counter on a skillet <laughs> for a dollar. That's grilled for Monday. Ooh. <laughs> if, you nice, if you ask nicely, you can get a balloon full of nitrous. <laughs> don't ask nicely not like a good oh, whip it sale <laughs> well i think we did a good job on those topics i know i threw one at you late i'm that guy 
uh, let's go to everyone's favorite segment of the podcast, the inaugural voting out of some poor schmuck from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mike, did you come prepared today? You too. Oh, I, am, quick. I am. I'm prepared as well, sir. This yes. is locked and loaded. The you too. You wouldn't let me. Uh, you wouldn't let me. The last one, not the not the last episode. The last one I was a part of. I you wouldn't you let me say it. my new one. I asked you to save it. So there it is. Because we needed it today. Fuck Bono. <laughs> Here's where I become a bandwagon. I am on this wagon. Yeah. Uh, I'm also on this wagon. Um, Doug. Well, I guess it looks like the decision's been made, but somebody had mentioned Green Day before, and I was going to get on that bandwagon. Well, we already voted them out. No, did yeah. we? Yeah. Oh. yeah, they were voted. <laughs> Where was I? The liquor third, store? Third episode. <laughs> For the second or third time that night. All right. I mean, you know, I like you two. I do. They're all right, but. I'm not fond of you either. You know. <sighs> Never had an iPhone. Oh my God! <laughs> I brought I brought this. Song that was the worst. You know what? They could have at least done that with a halfway decent record. <laughs> you know, they knew this record was a piece of shit. Let's give it away for free. That's what they did. But yeah, I, just for that reason, you know what? Fuck them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jarka, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah. Well, it, he was waiting for the train to pass. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it unanimous. U2 is one of those bands that I like to make fun of. So that episode of South Park was fantastic. If you guys saw it, <laughs> oh, not, yeah. I, not I suggest looking that one up. It's one of my faves. <laughs> I say we replace Lars Aldrich with the drummer for U2. Is he good? But you just want to see what happens. But he can't Flyers be worse. Good? I don't know. <laughs> Let's take one band that's not so great and uh, see what happens when we take another band and mix them with another band that's not so great. <laughs> My biggest thing with you two uh, is I once heard that the reason they are the way they are is because they started off as a punk cover band and they didn't have the chops to pull off being a punk cover band that immediately switch a light in like in my head of like, dude, you can't cover punk. Like, <laughs> like I hope that goes through the mic. You can hear like, oh, it's like you can, you could, that's not hard to, to play. I'm not. And that sounds like I'm taking a shot at punk when I'm not, you know, they're, they're got a lot of their own right, but a lot of those those guys in those punk bands admitted I can't I, I didn't know how to fucking play anything. You yeah. know? <laughs> They're like, what the hell did I do? I don't even think I, I I think um Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, he was like, I think I knew how to play like a power chord. He goes, I didn't know anything about stringing anything together. We just fucking bashed them out, you know? Yeah. No, no. I mean, you learn as you go, I guess. Punk admittedly is more about the attitude than it is about the talent of the individual musicians. I think by you two admitting that, though, it's like, like, I want to believe that people that are in cover bands and can play it well, no matter the genre, are capable of putting together albums that challenge you as a listener 
to like pick out things and like you know what i mean like oh that sounds like this band or this sounds like that band and like you two you started out by telling me that you couldn't sound like other bands when you intentionally tried to and then you wrote original songs and it's like i don't i don't like any of your original stuff so and i wish they would have just gave up then yeah they probably easily could have <laughs> there was like one song i liked by them i think it was on like the one of the batman soundtracks the one with uh arnold no um oh, that's seal Robin. sir yeah no nope, that wasn't seal and everybody loves that song okay <laughs> that's what gets me amped up in the morning just kidding but your walkout song yeah <laughs> oh one day we're gonna do our favorite r&b singers i can't wait oh boy can't wait r kelly number one um oh, rib ribs and bacon i just like peeing people yeah, my arm just Ew. got thinking about that <laughs> well uh you two you you two, we hardly knew Get the ye. fuck out. <laughs> out. Out they go. No longer a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they joined the likes of Bon Jovi, Green Day, and who was last time? Ringo. And Ringo, the solo artist star. Yeah, I was I was really confused by that when you guys first uh, said that in the group chat. I'm like, Ringo? I'm like, but I'm like, you guys, oh, solo Ringo. Okay, solo I get Ringo. it. Yeah. He's the only one. I think the rest of the solo guys get to hang on for a little bit longer, at least. Um, wow, we're actually moving at a pretty good clip in this pod right now. So we're already up to the album review. Very challenging figuring out what we were going to talk about and review this time around for the album of choice. And... Nate put it on me to just be the deciding factor because I think he was just tired of hearing different suggestions, which I get. But we wanted to try and find something that Doug had not listened to. I don't think we succeeded. You obviously have listened to Sublime, at least on the radio, right? Yeah, I heard their popular songs. Okay. Uh, So then you listened to this whole self-titled album? I did. Okay. So... Were we able to succeed by at least giving you an artist that you weren't a hundred percent familiar with their breakout album? And did you find something new and interesting from this album? Yes. Yes. Okay. So good start. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, my feelings on Sublime are the same. I just, uh, it's just not my cup of tea. It really just isn't. Excuse me. And listening to that record, Alex brought up a point at work. Yes. And uh, Alex brought up, and I listened to it on the way home too. Um, That style of music, that that reggae, they just have that reggae beat to them all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? And it just gets a little boring after a while, you know? And it's like, Alex said, it's like reggaeton. You know, you got do, 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 every song. It's like, okay, man, we get the beat. Fine. It just makes everything sound the same, same tempo, same feel, same everything. This is what I get from them. My new and maybe interesting thing was it sounded like 
that album, they weren't sure if they wanted to be that reggae type band or please tell me if I'm wrong. Man, there was a heavy, heavy punk influence to it sometimes. Oh, and yeah. I was like, wow, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. And part of that's me the good like, songs. Well, see, this mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Part of me almost went, you should have stuck with that. That's better than this reggae type of shit. But the reggae type of shit is what made him big. I think a lot so, of it had to do with like where they're from, though. I mean, there was Southern California was weed culture, a, especially in the 90s. It was a plethora right. of genres. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, all in all, you know, they're not my most hated band by any means. You know, I can see them playing live and people loving that shit. You know, just being outside, listening to them, it's probably a blast, you know, mm-hmm. but did that singer die after what? Well, how many albums did they do after that album? Wasn't it? No, no, no. He's he's part, well, he's part of I thought there was the two. Self. So what did everyone listen to? 40 ounces of freedom or the self-titled? The self-titled. Self-titled. We listened to both at work today. Okay, good. <laughs> Because yeah, he died after the self-titled album. I was just hoping that like no one listened to the first album, thinking that they were getting the self-title for some reason. Mike, what? No, uh, I scrolled back like three times. I even did it um, when I sat down here at the computer. I'm like, that was a self-title. I listened to the right album, right? I'm like, okay, good. So they did. They got, they got, <laughs> got mixed up. Listen, I know you'd be rock solid for this. You were, you were amped to get back on. So we got two solid albums out of the original singer. Whose name is anyone got off the top of the Bradley head? Noel? There we go. Bill Franken. That's not his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I picked this album, so I guess I should probably be the next one to talk. The reason I picked this album after being pressured by Nate was because I purposely didn't want to go with one of the big grunge bands. I wanted to stay away from grunge because, one, I knew Doug knows that catalog of all those bands inside and out. And I also didn't want to go so far into the 90s that you start pulling in so many different subgenres because it starts getting messy as we leave the 90s. Mm-hmm. The mid to late 90s, you start getting new metal and infl- like new metal, early new metal bands mixed in. You're getting, you know, uh, a lot of metal core groundwork being put in. There's this other alternative to the alternative that's going on uh, in the late 90s when I'm thinking of bands like so like alternative to me is like Bush or live or whatever. You know what I mean? Not necessarily grunge bands, but grunge influence bands in the mid 90s so i wanted to stay away from that and i was like what's a band that stands out in the 90s that was super popular that people know a lot about and know a lot of their songs and i'm like oh my god it's sublime i mean sublime stood out like they're the band that you know their songs inside and out those first two albums people crush you know summertime and whatnot and but it's also so 90s because you are talking about doug like the influences of punk and like you know, a unique mix. I'm like, you can easily see how someone that likes Sublime also listens to 311. I mean, that those connections are so obvious. You know, so there was that reggae, punk, alternative hybrid going on in its own little thing in the 90s. And I wanted to touch on that. Um, 
so that's why I picked this album. And I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Sublime fan. I love this self-titled album, but it's mostly tied to nostalgia. And if Nate was on the show, uh, me and him, like, listen, the fuck out of this album. <laughs> like, like if it was a tape, if it was cassette tapes, we would have had to buy a couple of copies because we would have worn the tape out. <laughs> so. so one thing I, I, I did um, realize was that song Summertime you're talking about. It's actually called Doing Time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. They cleaned it up. I like that song a lot. And how I discovered it. Did you ever hear Lana Del Rey do that? The version of hers? Mm-mm. Yes. Oh. I, I was like, oh my God, I'm a fan of her. I like her. She's just one of these. I don't know. But she did it. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty freaking cool tune. And then somebody told me, oh, that's sublime. Well, I guess that's not. <laughs> that I guess that's a <laughs> older song. What was it? Uh, Alex J said that that song's been around for a bit, like yeah, a bunch a of people covered it. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a Sublime song. Could just be. A- I didn't research this and see if it's true or not, but this is what this is what I was told. But that's a great song. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of summertime, I used to play Dave Mira Pro BMX Two on the soundtrack. Was that song? They weren't allowed to put doing time on it because, you know, I'm a little aggressive, I guess, for listeners. So a couple words change and it's clean for radio now. Hmm. But aside from that, another tie to Sublime that I have is from a movie called Grind. It's a skateboard flick. And uh, Smoke Two Joints is in the background while Andy Dick is being Andy. No, not Andy Dick. Help me out. Dick Andy. Uh, it's. It's been a minute since I've seen that. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Who, who it's did... actually the second time this has come up in like less than a week is this movie. So it's a sign. I got to watch it soon. Who got or who was in Freddy Got Fingered? Tom Green. Oh, Tom, Tom, Green. Tom Green. So Tom Green's being like a fucking nut behind the counter telling him that the event already happened after back and forth confusion from both sides. But Smoke Two Joints is in the background. Although that's not with this album. It's a tie to the band that I picked up on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, that's kind of that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Gallardo, your impressions. What what when I threw this out, what'd you think? Oh, I mean, you did make fun of me for going to see G Love, and then you throw out a white reggae band. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as the album to listen to i'm like this guy um i mean it's got it's it's got its special place in my heart you know growing up in the 90s and whatnot um there's the obvious songs that i'm annoyed with that i'm sick of hearing but then like the the rest of the album like dude garden grove anytime i hear that bass line it's just yes um this is, I mean, when I, when we were thinking about, we were trying to figure out an album to come up with, and I said, you know, something that would define the nineties, that would be one of the defining albums. I think musically, as far as like, you know, our genre that this show is about goes with. Um, and, and the thing I did want to bring up with this album is would they have, 
do we think that they would have been as popular if Brad Knoll didn't die shortly after the album release? Like, if he was still with us, do you think that's they would have not even still with us, but like, you know, five, six, seven years after, do you think it would have gotten that big? Possible, right? It's always possible. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know any different. Like, maybe that's the way I'll frame this. I didn't know any different when I probably first heard it. And, like, I wasn't... Because, I mean, this album came out in, what, 93? When did it come? 92? 93 or 94? Uh, 96. Okay. We're way off. No. 96. Yeah. July I got 15th. I got the album pulled up right now for uh, song listings because I don't know the names of any songs. Well, okay. Then that is a little bit of a of- faux pas on me because I... <laughs> I mean, I'm 12, so... I know I know of this album and I would have listened to it on the edge slash the fox. Was it still the fox on? I don't know. Probably was the edge by then. I think it was the edge at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have played the crap out of this, and that's where I would have heard of, but I don't have the moment of when the singer dies. Like I literally don't. Which I'm kind now of- you got me thinking. I really don't either. Yeah. Uh Alex, you have do you I mean you're younger than you're the youngest member of this podcast. I have to call you out for being young, but we call Doug all the time for being older than us. So <laughs> that is only fair, young guy, young buck. Do you, you don't have hey there, of sublime singer dying, right? No, I caught whoa, what the hell was that? Someone smoke alarm going up? Yeah. Well, that's not good. Everything good? <laughs> Do you smell any smoke? <laughs> no, I'll be off. Uh, I'll be ah! boys. Oh, I'm gonna change the battery. That was that was rough. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pause. Three. So, like my take on Sublime, I knew nothing about any member, um, but I do know I started listening to them after he had passed. Yeah, so that's. That's about it. Jarka, do you remember um passing? No. I it was by the time I started listening to Sublime, like getting into music, he was already he was already dead. So right. So, so that's sad in a way. Well, <laughs> can, uh, I'm gonna compare that. I'm gonna compare them to another band. Hey, any of you guys familiar with um uh Mother Love Bone? Yeah, yeah. Sort okay. yeah. So you know, Mother Love Bone was basically Pearl Jam with a different yes. singer. Right. Okay. So the exact same situation happened with him, with them. They came out, they got signed, they recorded an album. The album comes out, the singer freaking dies. So the band goes nowhere. They form Pearl Jam. The rest is history. But that record, so so this record came out in 96 brian you said you were 12 i was 26 years old right so going back i'm like thinking of mother love bone well okay but i didn't even find out about mother love bone until actually listening to pearl jam and then finding out about that and then you know doing your normal backtracking and whatever and thinking that album, like people my age, I, I would have to say is like you say that Mother Love Bone album, it fits into the 90s perfectly. Like 
as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? And I never knew that that record came out. I never knew that the singer even died. I never knew shit about that. Right. You know, but that record is this classic record. So to say him dying, helping that sublime record, I hate to say it. I, I would think it it had to. It well, had to. And will this change uh, anybody's opinions? Because we all got it wrong. He died two months before the self-titled album was released. Oh, there it is. Recorded. I, I always was under the impression of just that he at least had it. It was his voice was recorded as yeah. recorded. Yeah, it says they released the self-titled album, the third album, two months after his death. Mm-hmm. But Jesus. what year was that? 1996. Seven days after he was married, too. Oof. I was also Harold, seven man. years old. That's a hell of a honeymoon. Could have just signed a prenup, damn. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Who'd he marry? Courtney Love? Hey. Oh. She did it. Uh we'll get into that someday. <laughs> Let's get into the album itself. I'll just roll off the songs right here. We got Garden Grove, What I Got, Wrong Way, Same in the End, April 26, 1992, quote, unquote, not quote, unquote, parentheses, parentheses, on a parentheses, Miami. (laughs) Does anyone know what that's all about? Anyone else looking at the album? It's where the location of, what was it, um... What the hell you it's a city in Florida. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was, Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> but why it's the University of Ohio. Why is it on there? I don't understand. <laughs> no, They're from Cali. Riots. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was in LA. It was in LA. Oh, was yeah, it? the songs about yeah, the songs about the LA riots. I, I will get unless, into that in unless there was some in Miami as well. Oh. Just on uh, documented. Then there's Santoria, which obviously Everybody knows. yes. Uh, Seed. Oh boy, I'm accidentally playing the album here. <laughs> uh, Seed. Um, Jailhouse. Pawn Shop. Pedal Out. The Ballad of Johnny Butt. <laughs> uh, burritos. Under my voodoo. Under my under my voodoo. <laughs> Get ready. Caress me down. What I got and doing time. Doug already claimed one that he thinks is uh, a good tune that he digs. Um, but overall, I mean, what a fantastic load of songs just to like, here's an album we wrote. There's 17 tracks. Six of them are straight bangers. What do something with it? You know what I mean? And then the albums, like the record comes like, well, this will sell itself. <laughs> the ballad of Johnny buttload of music. Yeah. Uh, which I don't remember listening to this song, but I know I did. <laughs> I think it's one of the worst songs on the album. It doesn't stand out at all. Gallardo, your favorite songs off this album? Well, I got to go with Garden Grove. Already brought that up. Uh, Same in the end, only because it's the punk punk rocky feel. Uh, Pawn Shop and Burritos. Yeah. (laughs) And I got to go with Under My Voodoo, too. Yeah. Um, Look at that trick. Yeah. Pawn Shop's that kind of long jam song, right? That he sang a song about yeah. the Pawn Shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. 
that sticks out in my head for some reason. A lot of his content it was it was so well uh, consumed, like it, it's easily consumed and understood of like where he's writing from, like what his neighborhood looked like. I haven't even lived close to the kind of life that he would have been growing up with and living in when he was writing these songs. Nope. But but I felt I felt it. I I thought I saw it. You know what I mean? Sure, I've got clips on YouTube or wherever else of the LA riots to tie in imagery, but his lyrics are fantastic for painting a picture, I think. Um, Chaka, your uh, favorite songs from this album? Um, yeah, I was familiar with the hits. Um, the one that I didn't realize I was going to like was the, the Miami one. Um, April 26th, 1992? It's 29th. Yes. Where were you? Why does it say 29th? Because it is. I thought it was. I thought he, I swear to God, he says 26th. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a friend that uh, back in the live journal days would end his live journals with a, a was it riot or party in the streets? And, and then he put a random city on just, and I was based off, I didn't realize it at the time, but he was doing it based off that song because he's a sublime fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. I thought that was kind of interesting. Creative. Alex? That was a rumble. Probably my children. <laughs> Just verified again. He does say 26th. Oh, shit. So why does it say April 29th then? Is that when it ended? I don't even know. <clears throat> Did something happen in Miami that day on the 29th? Oh, maybe. You're a smart man. <laughs> But he sings about 26. So um I don't know. Most of this is like radio friendly to me. Are the ones that stand out the most. Um under my voodoo outside of the radio heavy stuff kind of stands out. Other than that, everything kind of reggaeton, run of the mill. It's got that same kind of beat going through it. It's not something I go out of my way for. Wow, taking shots already. Gotta be careful, man. Might lose some listeners. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight back to you now with the new topic. Oh, here we go. Did you enjoy this album? I did. Okay, because of the ones you know, the tracks that I do know. Waiting for each one to come up, you know, is worth waiting mm-hmm. track to track. So, yeah, fair enough. If any of that makes sense. Fair enough. Gallardo? Obviously, like I said before, other than the uh, Santeria and all that shit, what I got, I'm so sick of hearing it. But uh, other than that, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it got a special place in my heart. I was 13, 14 years old, riding my BMX around, being a, being a suburban hoodlum. I knew, the word, I knew the word was about to Those are the worst kind. <laughs> I guess this Doug's the most important one out of all this because he would have been the one that consumed it a little differently than the rest of us. Where you, at 26, you have your own taste already pretty established. You you are a music fan, so you continue to listen. But like some of stuff probably at 26, you push aside just like because like, I know what I like, man. I know what I want to listen to. I I don't want to listen to reggae. And you would just be like, yep, see ya. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if I want to hear reggae, I'm going to listen to reggae. I mean, it's the same thing with the police. The police are the same thing. You know, it's just, you know, every song is uh, just a reggae beat, whatever. But I will say this is that, like I said, it's not my cup of tea. I didn't hate the record. Like I said, I, you know, if I was out in summertime having a couple beers and I was watching them live, I could, I, I could see digging it, man. It, it's just good time music. I wouldn't be pissed if someone put it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the hits are just like, Oh my God, just not again, you know, that kind of thing. But <laughs> overall, you know, I'd say it was a decent record. You know, they do what they do very well. Uh, so my overall assessment of this album will always be that if you were to be able to maybe slow roll them for a while and take 40 ounces of freedom and take this album, the self-titled, and tell them, all right, now let's cut out all the bleh songs. There's some filler songs in here. And we'll keep only the good stuff. They would end up with like the perfect album of their genre, like elite of elite. Like I like to say a lot of times when Weezer wrote the blue album, they accidentally wrote a absolutely flawless. If you like the album, if you like the band an absolutely flawless album from start to finish, every single song's perfect. You know, that's why I said about Beatles too. So you already know where I'm at. <laughs> and even going back a, a bit further than that, um, Boston's first record. I don't know how familiar you, you guys are with Boston, mm-hmm. but their first record, I think, has eight tunes on it. Mm-hmm. And I think every single one of them was a, a hit. And that record would be the same type of deal. It's like the perfect record. You, I feel bad that you have to make another one because it's going to be impossible to, you know, do that again. And if you think a 17 song record as your debut record is a hell of a shot at it, man, you really freaking went for it. You got, you know what I mean? And to have six tunes off that freaking record be huge hits. Yeah, man. You know, that's, it's unbelievable. Not hardly anybody does that shit. It's, It's funny. It's funny looking back and seeing the differences, um, in the two albums and like, how because of the sex of the success of the <laughs> second album, the self-titled the other songs from the first album get like bumped up a little bit more smoke two joints is not a good song. All right. It's yeah. Real cheesy. A <laughs> bunch of potheads are going to love it. Cause it's about smoking weed, but I mean, I, it, it gets played, you know what I mean? People don't play songs just because it's about weed. They're also every song would be on the on the radio would be about smoking weed. It just you know what I mean. It's it, p- Sublime fans like that loved the second album, the self titled. Went back and they listened to that first album. And they're like, "This is a good song too." You know what I mean? Which is fine. It's a fine song, but like I said, you chop up those two albums, smush them together. I think you get a better. Um, what was it? Album. One song that was off of the previous album. Oh, bad fish. yeah, bad fish, man. That was that's a good song. 
<laughs> that's the one that spawned. You know, it's that's the name of the cover band that that plays around. You know? I was just I was just gonna say that. So that was a sublime song, and I yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, my favorite yeah, song because I didn't say uh by far is April 29th, nineteen ninety two. It's April twenty sixth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that the content is different when singing than written in front of my face. <laughs> Uh, they were dyslexic in the typing. I, 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 anytime that I hear anything that sounds like someone just said that date, I immediately jump into the song. April 26, 1992. There was a riot in the streets. Tell me, where were you? You were sitting home watching TV while I was participating in some anarchy. Hey, check this out. How about September 25th, 2022? Then it will be about Miami. Go Bills, baby. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. Next level podcasting, Richard. <laughs> um, so okay, we all said that we enjoyed the album. You would re- you would rate and review this album favorably and recommend? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, I didn't really know. Like, I'm not really a big Sublime fan going into this, but it's kind of one of the ones I wanted. Like, I have on my playlist of bands i want to give a shot to especially like my wife and her friends are were big in the sublime so uh, this is like okay i'm kind of jumping ahead in my order to listen to this and yeah overall like i i, I enjoyed it like, i was really looking forward more to the the non the b-sides the non-hits on it yeah and uh it kind of surprised me a little more how how more there's more like i guess depth like you know there was some like some more punkier heavier songs and compared to what you normally hear on the radio and stuff mm-hmm. um some more like socially conscious stuff too so mm-hmm. uh, yeah i liked it sounds like third down alex you're the least into this i bet and you would still recommend yeah i would and i would point them to the direction of people that like Groups like Dirty Heads or, you know, something along that line. Dirty Heads probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Sublime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Revolution. Yes. With a B, Revolution. Hmm. Never heard of it. There's I a, like Pepper, man. To get it, jam some Pepper. Fine. Pepper's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I know one song. <laughs> <laughs> Reggae. A genre we may never touch again. <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh i actually think we'll just cut this short this time uh being down nate i feel bad no uh, no it's just back yeah. to reggae since we might touch it no i i have listened to dub side of the moon which is all um it's called the dubstep all-stars they play they all cover uh dark side of the moon okay now is that would you consider dub and reggae the same thing that's actually what like sublime is is it's dub music and it actually long beach dub all-stars is if i'm not mistaken is the bass player from sublime's band i heard that today that yeah my buddy said that that's exactly what he said yeah it's actually yeah all that all that music you know we, we've been saying reggae me and a couple of my buddies call it reggae white reggae it's actually i think i'm pretty sure that it's considered dub music yeah well not uh, to be confused with dubstep Mm-hmm. Which is, obviously was awful. I understand. Yes. Uh, 
We won't uh, cover got, that I genre. Got, I got no qualms. Dubstep of the mo- that that's a great record. D- okay, so Dougie <laughs> will pop on the occasional Skrillex, which I will too. It's Christian rock, I thought. <laughs> I'll never forget when I think Christian rock. Are we covering Christian music <laughs> now? As a zombie? can you oh, take no, you're me? Skillet. Oh, okay. You're on okay. the skillet. Okay. I will say, um, obviously, we're going to be through the decades uh, within a couple episodes here. Um, Next episode. The, the 90s. Well, not really. So you got the 2000s, 2010s. Come on now. But, um, I mean, the 90s, I feel like, isn't. I mean, we for most of us, sorry, Doug, uh, growing up in the 90s, like, there's just, like, there's so many different, like, sections, if you will. I mean, you had the thrash metal coming out of the eighties into the nineties. Then you had, you know, you had your grunge then you had your, like Brian was saying, your different alternative musics music. And like when you, when I, when I think of all the alternative to the alternative, I think of things like Dishwalla and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously getting into new metal, metal core, hardcore music, post hardcore. I just, there's just so much jammed into, 10 years yeah mm-hmm. death metal in the early 90s yeah oh yeah and see this is the great thing about the 90s really is because Nothing. in the 90s i'm in my 20s okay i'm you know 1990 1999 i'm 20 to 29 years old you guys are growing up in it you guys are discovering really discovering music I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, it's really starting to become a huge part. You know, they're like you said, tons of shit coming out. Those were my fucking heydays, man. This is when 91, I joined my first fucking band, you know, and then it was just band music. That that was it. That was it. The entire 90s. It's a fantastic decade. It really is. Yeah. Hey, Dougie, do you remember the name of your first band? Oh, yeah. What were they? It was called burnt coyote <laughs> so not as bad as i thought it could have been <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear it <laughs> so basically it was named after wiley coyote for the cartoons you know and him always getting fucked up and starting on fire or whatever so it was just burnt coyote i joined the band after it was named okay <laughs> i did this with my second band too so I joined it after, out of your you know, own free will. You joined this band. Oh, of course, because they, 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 the other guitar player wasn't showing up. You guys know who Al Baker is? Ah, whatever. Anyways, he was in the band. Oh. He's he's into the big zombie thing now and all this stuff. So I replaced him. They asked me to. You know, I played guitar for freaking five, six years already, and it never dawned on me one time to join a band until they asked me. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I can, huh? I mean, sure. Let's give this a whirl. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So I was in, I was in that. And then I joined another band after my drummer quit. He started another band with someone else. And that name of that band is probably even worse. And it was called splatter punks. (laughs) (laughs) But that band was fun because that was the band. Whereas like now I was the only guitar player in the band. And it was fun. We used to have some some good times. You know, that three P's, that drummer, guitar yeah, player, yeah. bass player. Yeah. And we used to just try and throw each other off all the time live. Oh, here comes my guitar solo. But 
you know what? They don't know. I'm not going to play my guitar solo. <laughs> and then just let the drummer and the guitar or the bass player just fill it in. You know, be like, yeah, you motherfuckers. <laughs> we used to have a lot of good times. Good stuff. You know. Uh, Anyways, those those names weren't. Uh, they were they were solid. I got some really embarrassing ones. Uh, Mortify. That well, that one's not great. I'll admit <laughs> it's not. That's a good name. It. No one knew how to pronounce it. Every time you put a more Mortifier. Yeah, but it's like that. If you ever watch that movie, that thing you do with Tom Hanks, they they kept calling the band the Oneeders. No, no, it's the Wonders. Like one number one Wonders. You know, I, that's what we did to ourselves. Oh, Mortifier. No, um, the band I was thinking of is the original name of, of Mortifay was Morning Glory, which mourn, What's but not story? like in the morning. Ooh, edgy. You mourn. Yeah, get it? Yeah. That's edgier than the Grand Canyon, bro. I pushed that one big time. I thought I was super edgy and like, oh, man, we're going to be kind of deep, right? We're going to write deep songs. I didn't write the lyrics, so it was never up to me. Um, and then... Uh, my drummer Cody from that band, his first band was the Spits with two T's. Ooh, <laughs> not the double T. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. Like that's, that's too far. Oh man, early band names are always the worst. Inspired by Rat. Yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> Nate, who's, who can reveal he could? Should I spoil? I'll just say whatever. He won't care. I bet. But his first band. That he was in was just a uh, guitarist and a, and a bass player, no drummer, um, was Dead Fireman's Jacket. Because Eric, <laughs> our friend, the mutual friend, Nate and I, uh, picked up a Dead Fireman's Jacket from a AMVET and would wear it around. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was it was a pre-9-11 days, guys. Come on. Because I had uh, a radio... Radiant noise, yeah. oh, dude! That was such radiant noise. Radiant noise with a Z. Oh, please! Noise had a Z. A Y and a no, Z. No, we no, we spelled it like you know, just good old English. N O I S E. Should have been N O O I S E noise. We just stumbled onto a fantastic. These are so much better names than like I was in two bands that never went anywhere. That your your band names are better than mine. So like mine was ours was Project Sixty Two because it was just me and my buddy that played guitar and I played drums and we didn't have any songs we ever actually written and then he just threw me out because I wouldn't skip football practice to play this playing the band. <laughs> and it was 62 because that was the house number i lived at where my, my where i grew up where my drum set was okay oh, i then, thought maybe you blew off 62 uh band practices for football <laughs> uh, i didn't even we didn't get that we got it was one it was one and then he just like he's like well you're out then and i'm like well I'm, i was gonna quit anyways if they're telling me i had to scoot so he's like well, i threw you out so i'm like whatever i don't care and then um <laughs> And then um, my, me and my buddy, I moved my drum set over to his basement and he played guitar and we, uh, we, uh, we called ourselves the SME and SME was S-M-E-E, all capitals. It was an acronym for special music and experimental ensemble. Oh, that's... <laughs> so we just, that's... I just pulled, pulled something out of my ass for that. And yeah. we had one, we had one song 
It was a cover of a Fantomas song that went like 30 seconds long on their second, on their first or second album. That was, um, they, they did a whole album based off a comic book and it was like chapters and, and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there was only a 30 that was second book clip. Two, I think. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. I, I did the drum part and the vocal part, you know, cause there's, even though it was Mike Patton, it was, it was like the, one of the easiest ones you could do. And my buddy just strummed on guitar real quick. And so that was it. We had our one song, 30 second long cover. Love it. <laughs> uh, Alex, you've never played in a band, correct? Correct, but I have always thought about names. Okay. I've always thought about names. I don't know why. So you're going to throw out some names and let us judge whether or not we think they're dumb? <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to bring up oh boy. because the other ones I don't remember. I used to have like maybe a top five or whatever, but it'd be like a punk, like hardcore, but it'd be called When Fist Meets Face. When who? When Fist Meets Face. I like that, though. I mean, when, I see some terrible real band names. So. When fist meets face. There we go. How about we start? Special opener, five finger death punch. Ugh. <laughs> why, why we uh, just start a cover it's band? The punch out tour. Be a Limp Bizkit cover band with way better lyrics and call it a uh, stiff crumpet. <laughs> <laughs> why not soggy crumpet? True. Dipped, like dipped crumpet. <laughs> uh, terrible actual band names five finger death punch oh my god doug just said it i can't five flavored fruit punch like <laughs> <laughs> hey i do you know what there's That's nothing about that band that i like god god smacks a fucking terrible name too but they okay, got well, that from on. an alice in chains song That's right. yeah they pulled from alice in chains yeah kind of like no they, we didn't okay Oh, well, made the denial of it would make you totally lame for sure. Yeah, I don't know if they did, but still, it doesn't matter. I admit it all day <laughs> long. still sucks. Well, it's like um, Bring Me the Horizon was named after uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the end lines. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Jack's talking to Mr. Gibbs and Bring Me That Horizon. So uh, okay. they changed it a little bit, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Which every time I did not know that every time he uh, says that band name, I always think of the band that I. How am I going to put this? <laughs> there, there's a movie, and this kid yells something, but he doesn't really yell the name. And for some reason, I think he goes a trayu. Never ending story. Yeah. Yeah. Never ending story. <laughs> but he doesn't say a tray. Who does he? Does he say no, he like says Bel- his mom? It's his mom. No. When she's telling. Okay. Now that, we're that, is, <laughs> that is the Mandela effect. Is it? Remembering something differently from what it really is. But I don't know if I do remember it differently. Because do you remember it the same way he does and the way he remembers it. Well, different? he's he's saying that he doesn't say that name, which I'm going to agree with him on. He doesn't yeah. say Treyu. Right. He says his mom's name. That's what he's supposed to say. That's what she she says. Say the name. I don't know what it is. Say it. And it's it's his mother's name, which I think if you read the book, you find out that she's dead. So there's that. Sharon. <laughs> 
Was it at the drive-in got their name from um oh shit, who sing that talk dirty to me? Oh, who sings poison? That? Poison? Poison. It was it was it that wasn't poison. Sure yeah. it is. Yeah. Is it? Talk oh, yeah. dirty to me. Oh, it is. Eighties glam band. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> poison? Like, uh, that's where they got that their their band name from. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, know that. I do. I don't know the connection and band names as well as you guys do, but I do know this. Um, so, corn. They found Limbiscuit, mm-hmm. and Limbiscuit found stained. Ugh. And stained found cold. So, if the end result is just me getting this in the cold. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Whatever came between me and and getting to this be able to listen to cold, I'm all cool with it. <laughs> well, those first two albums are bangers. Straight, oh, first three albums, oh, straight bangers. Three, if it wasn't for Limp Bizkit, we wouldn't know what hot dog flavored water was. <laughs> it, you you oh, do if you boil hot dogs. I also I went do. majority of my adult life without knowing what a chocolate starfish was. <laughs> Hey, that's oh, how I can I show you one right now. Was. <laughs> I can show you one right now. <laughs> Keep your pants on. I, I was well in my 30s, I think, when I found that out or figured it out. I don't even remember when I just made the connection. I was like, oh, I was talking about a poop hole. <laughs> a little poop hole there. Yeah. So think, think right. hot dog flavored water. Then It's like saying milk, milk, lemonade, round the corner, fudge is made. <laughs> <laughs> that nursery rhyme. Let's yeah. rank nursery rhymes real quick. <laughs> London, All right, I'll start. London Bridges. <laughs> Let's. Well, like uh, we're reaching here, aren't we? Corn could take <laughs> care of that for us themselves. Oh, okay. Hey, how about this real Should quick? Um, I have had two up, two opportunities to see Corn live, and I was there at the concert, and I left both times before they took the stage. Why? Did we wow. talk about this in <laughs> the uh, group chat? Yeah, probably in the group chat, but not on the pod. Uh, listen, oh. I there was a time when it was like corn was cool, you know. I mean, like good to see live, you know. And then I saw them in like 2006 or seven. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. And then I happened to catch them at a festival back in I want to say 2016, and their live the, the the performance absolutely blew me away. And it's been like that ever since. I've seen them probably about four times since then, and it was just. They're light years better now that they're all, you know, not on meth. Sobered up, yeah. Yeah. They needed that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's because, you know, they're, they're like pushing 50 now, if not already in their 50s. Yeah. Should probably stop doing meth. Yeah, everybody has to go through their meth years. <laughs> Shit, I haven't hit mine yet. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I just started dabbling in bath salts. <laughs> you don't merely dabble in bath salts, my friend. <laughs> dip, you dip. You well, dip. I took an oatmeal bath once. Tide, oh. tide pods. Oh. Would you throw up on yourself? <laughs> no, I fill up the bathtub with oatmeal. Oh, my girlfriend said it was a good thing for a fucking allergic reaction. Hmm. <laughs> I took so a little candle and drink hay burners. I think you told me this at the Bills play. Now, now that sounds like a good bath. <laughs> I think I remember the story of you and an oatmeal bath. <laughs> That's hilarious. How, how That's awesome. Here. I don't know. I don't know. It's fun, right? When we run out of things <laughs> to say, so we just bullshit for a minute. Um, <laughs> Guys, let's pick yeah. two of them. I hate to, I hate to do this. We have so few people. 
Got a bust. We're yeah, losing bust. Dougie. God damn. We're about see to you, Doug. Anyways, my friend. Bye. Dudes, love you. I'll see you next week. See you, buddy. See, ya. Later, buddy. see you next <laughs> month. <laughs> see, you, see you tomorrow, Doug. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Later. See Bye. you, man. Uh, so, Gallardo, <laughs> we're claiming this month's episode artist, uh, if that's okay with you. And then you can try and get your buddies band hooked in for next month. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh we just got the okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we teased it last month, but you never heard it. And uh we're gonna go ahead and do it for this month. Uh Alex and I, as well as our, our buddy Doug who just left us, um have a, a mutual friend from work that is in a phenomenal metal band and my boy uh, owns the drums. So uh, Alex, give them the uh, introduction they are owed. So the man that Brian is talking about right now is the one and only Talon on the kit. You'll have Trevor at the front end, Tim on guitar and AJ on bass together. They are deadbeat. Um, Very down tempo beat down style. You want a band smack you in the face from Rochester to Buffalo and wherever they may travel, which they're going on tour shortly, if not already there. They have a song called Absence. And that's what we have for you guys this episode. Cool. I love that we were able to lock it down in time. Uh, Mike, uh, check them out for sure. I know that you'll get down with these guys. And uh, Chuck, I'm pretty sure you will too because you love music because you're a guy like that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you consume everything and i love it um yeah so we're done with this episode back next month hopefully with an a nate and keeping mike hopefully uh never know with this guy uh stop it maybe give us the review of the uh festival you go to hey man i'm gonna see nine inch nails i'm pretty stoked about that cool hardware stores have them ha. that's a buckless <laughs> band for me so yeah. No, I'm not even a big of a fan, but that's got to be awesome live. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Enjoy, my friend. Yeah. Uh, everyone else, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, find us on our Facebook page. Uh, you can do what? At the Out of Tune Podcast. I think it's all one word. And uh, find us on Spotify like you probably have and or Apple or Amazon or we're everywhere actually which is fun so thanks for downloading uh share with a friend tell a friend do what you gotta do play for a friend if you gotta like hook up your earbuds to a friend's ear uh, eardrums for a minute and just take over their head for just i don't know an hour and a half two hours and just have them tune in because uh that's what we do here alex right yeah 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 tune in <clears throat>
Yeah! 